Hey there, and welcome to the When's My Time podcast. I'm Ozzy Air, founder of whensmytime.com, and I aim to be your boss's worst nightmare. It's Monday the 25th of July 2016 as I record this, and it's a Well, it's an absolutely beautiful morning here. Carol, as if you're a regular listener to this podcast, you'll know that Carol is now on her summer holiday from the school, which is fantastic. She's out the house with Jack, so I'm just taking five minutes out here while the house is nice and quiet to record this podcast. Now, I want to talk about something that you may think is a little bit strange, particularly at the start of the week, but uh, this is going to be addressed to anybody who is of an entrepreneurial spirit. And I want to talk about being broke and being poor. Now, that might not sound very motivating, really, but these are two facts of life, being broke and being poor. And you may think, well, Ozzy, that's just one thing, isn't it? Uh, And I would argue that no, it's not. The reason I would argue that is because in my life, I know I've been both, but not at the same time. I've been broke and I've been poor, but the two aren't the same thing. You see, I would argue, and before we go any further, I'm going to put a a marker down here and say, look, I'm addressing this to people who are of an entrepreneurial mind. I'm addressing it to people who have had the benefit of living in a Western-style democracy and therefore a, a relatively wealthy country, who have had the benefit of having a publicly funded education, so a, a free education who have had all the benefits that we in the West tend to take for granted. And I know, I know there are way more people in the world for whom that is not true than for whom it is. You'll see why I'm making that point in a moment. But I'm going to argue that the difference between being broke and being poor is simply this. Being broke is a number. It's a temporary absence of funds. It may be that there's zero in your bank account. Or maybe there's a minus number in your bank account. But it's a number. Being poor is a mindset. And I'd go so far as to say it's pretty much a victim mindset. And I, I look, I'm holding my hands up because I know, I know that in the past, I've suffered from that. And I can tell you that pretty much during the 12 years that I was in a job that I hated, I let fear keep me there. I let fear keep me in that job. I was afraid to look and see what else I could do. In fact, I wasn't really aware that I could do anything else. I just assumed that because I now have responsibilities, because I had a wife and a family and a mortgage to support, that that was it. I was locked in into something that I hated. I detested every day. I detested the job and I detested the fact that it kept me from my family. And I was poor. But oddly enough, I wasn't necessarily broke at that time. I was certain that at the end of the month I would get paid. I wasn't being paid enough, but I would get paid so we could afford a minimal existence. And I thought that that's what life had in store for us. And so I was poor. Now, being broke is something totally different. Being broke is just a number. Being broke means that right now I can't afford to do this. But If I'm broke without being poor, and it is possible, of course it's possible to be both at the same time. Of course it's possible to be broke and poor. But then the one doesn't necessarily lead to the other. And why can I say that so confidently? Because I have been broke on more than one occasion. But at the time, I wasn't poor. 
most recently, I can tell you, when, when I first left corporate life, I teamed up with a guy. Teamed up is the wrong word. He promised to teach me and a bunch of other people how to build a business. And uh, and when I say a bunch, there were, there were a lot of us. And he guaranteed at the end of 12 months, we would have a viable business that was bringing in as a substantial income. He would build it for us, but along the way, he'd show us how he built it. And so we would be equipped to build other similar businesses. So you get the picture. We'd have one business that was very successful and we'd be in a position that we knew everything about building another similar business. And so a bunch of us paid him a chunk of money. Now, at that time, at the time I started that, I was in a position where I knew that I could not earn money for a year and we'd just about be okay. We'd have to sort of cut back on a lot, but we could survive for a year without me earning money, which, according to this chap, was plenty of time for me to have this successful business up and running. Now, I figured that... I could probably build that business quicker if I actually gave up my job. Hence the importance of knowing that I could survive for a year. So I figured that I could move to a quicker result if I if I gave my job and just focused on what this guy was showing us. So I, that's what I did. Once that seed had been sown, I had more or less checked out of my job mentally. And at that point, I figured, no, I'm going to have to give up my job because it's unfair to the people I work with and to my clients if I'm not giving them 100%. I'd always given that 100%, even though I, it was a, any job, even the job I hated, I gave it 100%. And I figured at that time that if my mind had already checked out, it was unfair to continue in that position. So I decided to, to quit. Now, that was my decision alone. The, the guy who was running this course didn't tell me to quit. In fact, he advised against it. That's the one good thing I'll say about this guy. But I did. I, I, I figured, no, it's time for me to go. And I, I was taking control at that point. Now, I'd handed over, and I won't say how much money, but it's still an embarrassingly large sum of money. An embarrassingly large sum of money to be more than I've spent on anything other than a house. I mean, seriously, that big, more than a car, more than anything to be shown by this guy how to build a business. Because had it worked, had he delivered on his promise, of course, of course it would have been worth it many times over. Many times over. But you can guess what's coming. He didn't. He didn't deliver on any of his promises to any one of the many, many people he recruited. And it still, it still rankles a little. I mean, I've moved on. I've moved on. I took legal advice at the time and I was told, yes, no problem whatsoever. You could sort of take him to court, you could win the battle and everything. But at the time I was thinking, well, funds are pretty low. Yes, it's quite likely I'd get the money back, but am I better building a case to fight a court case or am I better trying to build a business? And I decided to build a business rather than a case. But I'd taken a, a knock. I'd taken a knock and I came pretty close to going broke. Remember I said that, you know, I'd got enough for a year while well, I'd given a chunk of this money over to this guy and it took me an awful long time to bounce back from that but I was in control I was making the decisions I wasn't poor I was broke but I wasn't poor and there was a distinction there and that allowed me to take a dispassionate view to 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 not get too involved in how bad the numbers were 
Now, that may sound like I was burying my head in the sand. Not a bit of it. I knew what the numbers were. I knew the reality of the situation. But I didn't let that weigh me down. I didn't let that affect my decision making, which it can. If you're poor, you can make very bad decisions indeed. I've made a lousy decision, obviously, handing this money over to this guy. In my defence, I've since shown the materials he gave to other people, other very successful people, and they've said, I'd have signed up like a shot. So it wasn't just Aussie being an idiot. One thing I will say, though, and it's a cautionary tale, is do be careful not to fall for what's known as confirmation bias in science. When they're doing tests in science, they can, they'll start with a theory and they'll deliberately try to disprove the theory. That's the scientific method. When this guy approached me, I went out looking for things to support my decision to join him, rather than looking for reasons not to join him. So that's what's called confirmation bias. When you start out on your journey, if ever you're in a position where you need to find evidence, look for evidence on both sides. Don't go for the confirmation bias. You want to know the real truth before you hand over your hard-earned cash. So going back to it, what I would say is I went broke, pretty much lost everything. We just managed to manoeuvre to keep the roof over our head, but we had to cut back on everything else. But I was in control and I was able to rebuild. That's more or less when I started my video and voiceover business, because I had to look at, right, what skills have I learned? What can I take from the process that I've gone through? So I had to think back, and I'd been approached in the past to create an audiobook for somebody. So they'd written a book and they wanted, they'd heard me on a video and they, for some reason, they'd liked my voice. And they said, would you record this audiobook? I'd never done anything of the sort. But I said, well, are you sure? He said, yeah, yeah. He says, what's happened is I had an actor lined up to do it and he let me down. So I'll pay you what I was going to pay him. And I thought, gosh, you know, he's got a trained actor lined up for this. I mean, but I recorded it. It took me a lot longer than I expected to do what I thought was a massive payday turned out not to be a massive payday. But what it did is it allowed me to learn how to record better. It allowed me to learn how to edit better. It allowed me to study things and be paid for it while I was studying. That's happened a lot. When I was building my animation business, I was taking on jobs that I knew how to find out how to do them, but I didn't know how to do them yet. Does that make sense? So I knew that I could make myself capable of doing those jobs. I was taking control. So I would say, yes, of course I'll do that. I've got a lot on at the moment, but in, so it might make, you know, take two, three weeks. I won't have it to you by the end of the week. Knowing full well that I didn't have anything else on at the moment, but it would take me a week to learn how to do it. And because it would be a new skill, it'd probably take twice as long as once I got used to using that skill. Now, I would argue that the client got the best of me. And they got a very good deal because I didn't charge them the same as somebody who had those skills already. I was actually giving them a great service at a very low cost. But the way I looked at it was that it was helping both of us because I was learning a skill and being paid for it. I was learning something that I could use again. I was learning something that I could use again and charge a lot more for the next time. So I was taking control. I was broke, but I was taking control. I could see that I could work my way out of this. I could see that I could educate my way out of this. I could see that I could develop new skills that would set me in good stead and help me rebuild my position. 
I wasn't poor. If I'd been poor, I'd have just looked at the bank balance and said, that's it. I may as well just curl up, stay in bed. Let me tell you something else that I did during that period. And some would see this as a retrograde step because I'd been in managerial positions, I'd been in advisory positions, I'd been in consultancy positions. I knew that I needed a little bit of cash just to keep things going. But I also knew that I needed the freedom, mental freedom, to think about my business. So I took a job in the local pub stroke restaurant. And do you know what I was doing? I was washing the dishes. I took a job washing the dishes. I was in my 50s. I'd been in relatively high paid work in my um, advisory positions that I gave up in 2010. I'd been well respected by my clients, I think. I hope. I flatter myself of that. I'd been, I think, and I hope, liked by my clients. And I'd never, at the time that I gave my job up in 2010, thought I'd end up washing dishes in a pub for a little bit of spending money. I did it because I knew that that would fit with my plans at the time. I wasn't too proud. I didn't see that as a retrograde step. I saw that as another stepping stone to getting where I needed to be. I wasn't being poor. I was taking the most lowly menial task deliberately because it didn't take any of my concentration. It didn't require me to think about what I was doing. So it set me up free to think about how I was going to develop my business, to work on developing my future while I was being paid to do so. Does that make sense? So what I'd say right now is, look, if you're broke, that's fine. That's just a temporary absence of funds. And note that word temporary. It's just a way that the scorekeeper is saying, "Ah, you're here at the moment, you're at zero or you're at minus at the moment. But the scale goes all the way up to infinity. You're not there forever. You're on a ladder. Don't fall into the trap of being poor because poverty will keep you there. Poverty is a mindset. Now, I go back to what I was saying before. I'm not talking about child poverty. I'm not talking about the poverty of the billions who live in appalling conditions in other parts of the world that are less fortunate than ours. I'm talking about if you have been brought up in a Western democracy, in a wealthy country, and have benefited from an education, a free education that is denied to people all around the world, then you've no business being poor. It's okay to be broke, but you've no business being poor. Now, the reason I'm talking to you about this and talking to you so honestly about this is because you are a grown-up. You're listening to this because you have an entrepreneurial spirit. You're listening to this because you're prepared to step out onto that rocky road. And travelling along that rocky road every now and then, you're going to hit a pitfall. You're going to fall into it. You may not necessarily go broke, but things will go very wrong for you. And you don't need to be broke to be poor. You can be poor with a healthy bank balance. I've met people who are poor with a healthy bank balance because it's a mindset. So the reason I'm talking to you about this is just to prepare you. There will be times when things are not going right. Don't, don't, don't allow poverty to derail you from chasing your goals down. Being broke is a temporary absence of funds. No more than that. Just remember that and you'll be okay. Hope this has been useful to you. Now, what I want you to do is several things. First, 
I want you to subscribe to this podcast. Now, you can do that at iTunes. You can do it at stitcherradio.com. You can do it at tunein.com. You can now do it at podcastpedia.org. The word is getting out there. More and more channels are taking up this podcast. You can do it at any one of those. Now, what I also want you to do is head over to iTunes or to Stitcher or any of those other channels and leave me a review. Tell me what you like best about this podcast. Tell me how it helps you. Also, leave me a bunch of stars. Five stars are always welcome. Now, as I've said many, many times before, the reason I ask for that is not to stroke my ego. It does, but that's not the reason for doing it. The reason I ask that is so that it helps this podcast rise in the rankings and therefore it will help other people find it. Other people like you who will find this podcast helpful. And I know you. You're a helpful sort of person, aren't you? So you want other people to find this podcast. So leave me a review, give me a good rating, and we'll see this podcast rise in the rankings. Now, the other thing, as a thank you, I have put together on my website, and it's absolutely free, this, I've put together a, it's a video around about 40 minutes in which I talk about the top 10 things I've learned since I left corporate life back in, well, I made the decision back in 2010 to leave corporate life. And it's the top 10 things I've learned in that time. So that video is there absolutely free for you. All you have to do is head over to whensmytime.com and you'll be able to get it there. And in fact, when you get there, you'll see there's also a welcome video. It's about 20 minutes long where I tell you a little bit more about me and a bit more about my journey. So all in all, there's about 60 minutes worth of video there for you for absolutely free, no cost whatsoever. So head over to iTunes, subscribe, leave me a review and a five-star rating. That will be wonderful. And help yourself to 60 minutes worth of free, absolutely free video from me. I've been Ozier, founder of whensmytime.com. And I'm here to tell you, your time is now. <laughs>